the world out there. Good afternoon, Mrs. Jones. Good afternoon, Ryan. Hope you're all well. I feel like this is like the Eurovision Song Contest. Are you receiving me, England? Because I'm not in England. If I look a little pink, that's the closest I get to getting a tan because I'm on holiday in Tenerife at the moment. So, dive from Tenerife. Uh, which is easing some of the pain of uh, a certain performance at the weekend. Let's put it that way. But at least it was. At least I was in the warm and dry. It's all that can be said. So, um, for those of you who've not joined us before, you don't know what you missed. Try and catch up. But my name is Liz Saunders, and my co-conspirator is Claire Jones. And we set this pod up because we were fed up with particularly Look East, not mentioning the Saints till after the trampolining or the basketball or any other minority sport that was going on in Essex that they could think of. So we thought we'd, we'd give a shout out to our favorite team. So uh, yeah, and I say, I'm in Tenerife at the moment. <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Jones, where are you? And uh, what's the weather like? <laughs> Actually, the weather's been very nice here today. Uh, probably the similar to where our guest is. Um, so, yes, in the wilds of Cambridgeshire, it's been okay. And I'm glad it's not raining because the drainage around here is suffering. I've never seen the drains so full. For those yeah. of you who like drains, which a lot of people around here seem to, ooh, it's looking quite watery out there. Um, so yeah, so I'm quite glad it hasn't, but uh, the sun is gently going down and, um, yeah, we have seen that orange globe in the sky. Oh, it's good. It's very good here. Yeah. So, so we want to welcome our, our guest, our special guest, man of the championship. I mean, I'll take that, Claire. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yes, regular listener, first time contributor. Looking forward to it. Yes, and, yes. and he has, I mean, he's here with, well, say, with two heads. That sounds wrong. But I mean, obviously, as I'm Bedford. Well. Yeah, as, as Bedford's chief head, what are you, communications director or. What's your actual title, Ryan? I would love, I have always wanted to be called Head of Media and Communications, but seeing as it's just me, Media Manager is what everyone calls me, and uh, and I'm fine with that. Well, you're still Head of it, aren't you, even if it's only you? And your other important role is as Sherpa 2 to Mrs Jones, isn't it? Yeah, carrying the camera equipment and... Oh, no, no, don't, no, let's go. No, no, let's not go there. We we, we, we need to explore that, you know. Oh. Yes. Okay, yes. we'll save that for later. So, save right. that for later. So we will now launch into question time, Mr. Robinson. <laughs> I'm trying to channel my inner Jeremy Paxman there. Sorry? <laughs> my specialist sub subject will be championship rugby, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm not asking you that. Uh, right. First of all, can you just tell us, you've just said you're from Wales, can you tell us your journey from St Julian's in Newport to Bedford, please? St Julian's, yes. St. Julian's. I'd love to say I'm St Julian's second greatest export, because when I was uh, at school, they always used to tell us about um, Adrian Masters, who features a lot on the BBC, probably BBC Wales, to be fair, you might not have heard of him, um, but he does a lot of like uh, behind-the-wall documentaries and things. He, he's like our greatest export um, in terms of um, stuff like that. We have a gym named after Gareth Bale that he never went to school once and he didn't even open it himself, but uh, we won't open there. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So hopefully, I'm just getting very disappointed. Getting better. And I think featuring on this podcast will, you know, solidify myself in that second in that spot. I would hope this will this will be the talk of the town at home because once my mother sees it, it'll be on Twitter immediately. So. I haven't, I haven't actually told her that I'm on it. It's her birthday today, so shout out to my mother when she listens. Oh, happy birthday, Mum! Oh, top work, top work. Yes. But, yes, yeah, so, so I've spent the first minute and a half not actually answering the question. Yes. Um, so, Fairly standard. Yes. So, for, <laughs> um, so from school, my journey was, um, yeah, obviously enjoyed playing sport. Was never really good enough to do that as a career, so most sports or failed sports people will go into sports some other way for me that was writing i used to like doing a lot of commentary when i was younger um and stuff and stuff like that so i had a part-time role at the dragons or as they were formerly called at the time newport gwent dragons that was my first um inkling to northampton we played and got smashed both games in a european pool stage and subsequent seasons we also got destroyed as well I don't think we ever got anywhere near you. And then even when I moved to Bedford, we played you a couple of years ago. We're winning for a lot of it. And I thought we might get this one. And then we came back. And I think it was a Tom Collins uh, masterclass at the end to see us off at Rodney Prey. So I was working there, um, studied at Gloucester, which is not too far. So commuted every day back and forth. So got to know obviously Gloucester and Worcester quite well. Um, was still at, was still at the Dragons, travelling back for press conferences, all that kind of stuff. And worked in football as well with a football club that are based at the stadium with the Dragons as well. So worked in League Two, did something like 200 games there, and then from uni joined Bedford and a great and a great opportunity to come here. And then yeah, six weeks later, COVID happened. So I walked into the office and said, "Yeah, Gareth, thanks for having me. I'm guessing I'm off then. I'm going back home. Am I?" Yeah, no, 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 don't worry. You're going to be the only one that's working during COVID alongside me. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Right, okay, no worries. I was like, brilliant, great, let's do it. And then obviously since then, obviously Championship Rugby's come back. Uh, we then um, built the relationship with Northampton. Um, so that's obviously extended our pool a bit further and we've gone from like full-time to part-time professional. Um, boys have got jobs and stuff like that. So it's um, yeah more difficult than when I started because the access to players is a lot different. We probably only see them three times a week for two, two hours um, and stuff. But yeah, loving it. And yeah, Bedford is a wonderful place to be. A real rugby town. I think it's the second most populated town in England that rugby is better than football in terms of crowd support. I think Wakefield is number one, I think. Um, so yeah, it's a great rugby hub in the uh, community. Never a dull moment here at Goldenton Road, and yeah, loving every minute of it. I have to say, excellent, excellent. So, did you just as an aside? So, when you were doing the dragon stuff, did you come across oh, the uh, sports writer from the Argus, Robin? Robin Davy. Davy, yes. Yes, a legend of the bloke in the South yes. Wales area. Yeah. Yes, I, I worked for the Argus for a while, so I'm, I knew Robin Davy uh, vaguely, vaguely well. So yeah, nice. It's a Good. small world. Small world. It's a small world. Wales is so, smaller. Well, yes. <laughs> New, Newport is like yeah, it's not six degrees of separation in Newport. It's about three, I think. <laughs> I'm proud to be from there, but I'm glad to be away from there. That's all I'm willing to say. Okay. 
let's move on. Next question, Mrs. Jenny. Next question, my turn. So after those few first few weeks, uh, Ryan met me. I did. And he nearly binned me. <gasps> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not, <laughs> that's not quite the story. No, no. So what? Uh, okay, okay. We are, we are. Yes, stir the pot here. Um, we try to be very, very, very studious at Bedford. I'll try. I'll try and give some background to it as well. Look, you, you know, the, the championship. Actually, in the current guise, the championship is very more professional off the field. But at the time, it was very. Um, like names just sprung from everywhere. They were having media people. Then there were coaches sat, sat in the press. It was very confusing. So working with our rugby administrator, we put in a principle that said, right, we're not faffing around on match day and creating media passes from nowhere that we can't get access to. So this is like the slight back, background to it. So we said Thursday at 12, at 12 p.m. for a Saturday game is the cutoff point for media. Thursday at 12 p.m. If you don't get it in there, it was very highly flagged on our website. I know Claire's laughing. She knows I get rattled about it. But it was Thursday at 12 p.m. for a Saturday game. It was on our website, very clear and true. So I get an email from Jack at Northampton on Thursday evening, Friday morning, saying basically we've got a photographer. We know there's a lot of Northampton players playing in your game against Amptill tomorrow. She would like to come down and, down and take photos. So me and my little high horse were saying, well, no, you didn't meet our media criteria. You didn't meet our media criteria. So I was, in fairness, I will admit, I was all for not allowing Claire into the ground that day. And I have openly yeah. that because we didn't meet the criteria. And I was going to write a lovely worded email, but, you know, we will welcome you to do the next game. Just please suit our media criteria. Anyway, I went to speak to, speak to my boss because I thought, well, Northampton could be quite helpful, couldn't they? And, you know, I said to him, I was like, do we, like, pee off nor Northampton early by saying no? Or, you know, this, like, relationship was only launched on Tuesday. Like, do you want to get to fly, like, against my protocol? And my boss said, do you know what? It could, it could work out for us in the way that you want to do media and you want to do live photos and half-time photos and full-time photos. This could be a great avenue to get that. So he said, just go back. Be polite, but be stern in the fact that for the future, you, want, you, you want this Thursday, Bad photographer. This Thursday at 12 at 12 p.m. And yeah, I, I mean, as they say in fairness, and I think, I mean, you'll definitely get 50 Bedford games by the end of the season, which is unbelievable and a massive help to me. I'll be honest, I was scrambling around like, yeah, I mean, I was trying every avenue to get a photographer at Hartbury um, on Saturday. So, I mean, the challenge is of not having yeah. you, you around is always very, very difficult. So when I know, and you send me as comprehensive a calendar as you do, that I know when Northampton are playing and Loughborough Lightning are playing without even thinking about Googling it, because I've got it all written in my ca calendar of what games and where we're going, then, um, yeah, it's very helpful. But, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that... that uh, <clears throat> Shall I tell the other half of the story? Oh, so no. the other half of the story is he's sat in his little box, and, of course, we're in COVID land, so we're all about 14 miles apart, you know. And I talked to the then Tog, a, a chap called Nigel. Uh, I only met him once. <laughs> that was a short, a lovely man, very, very nice man. 
And uh, I asked him, you know, of course, the rules were a bit odd because we all had to stand so far apart and we had to be the other side of the advertising, which in a normal Goldington Road game, it's like Welford Road. You're on the inside of the advertising. It's quite different. Anyway, so I wander past Brian, who's still pretending to be on his high horse and, and failing miserably. And I uttered the throwaway line, do you want some photos through the first half? And he looks, at, <laughs> he looks at me as if I'd said, would you like all your Christmases at once? <laughs> or shall I ration them? <laughs> so I started sending photographs. And uh, yeah, as the they say, the rest is it. Because you hadn't been used to that. You've been used to uh, receiving the dragons in fairness. Uh, no, but at Bedford, you've been used to getting uh, yeah. things later on. It yeah. was a different different yeah, pace. Whereas I was still working as if I was working with, you know, Jack Miller and Liz Tyler and Tom Quar at the Saints who want stuff throughout the game. And, yeah. you know, and so when I started to just work the way I always do, it kind of blindsided you a bit. Um, and also the style of photography that I do is different um, to what Bedford was used to, <clears throat> which... Uh, which is good because yeah. it meant you got a bit of a change from what you yeah, normally have. look at our programs now. <laughs> Unbelievable <laughs> cutouts. Yes, yes. I have to get the whole of, just for Lizzie's benefit. I have to get the whole of a player running with a ball, so that you can they can do those sort of fancy cutouts oh, on the, the cutouts. Firm, uh, on the program, and they look great. Uh, a gentleman called Dave is that right? Dave Green yeah. does this fantastic graphics based. Um, off my photos and uh, oh. so and they have a little grid they have a little google sheet to see how claire's doing mm -hmm. versus we do. getting all the players so every year i have to get because they all change the kit and they want a home kit and an away kit and a um, ladies day kit ladies day pink kit and yes so um, okay so that is that little bit of history but i just always find it amusing reminding myself that i could have been binned it could have been no, very early on. Temporarily. <laughs> okay. Only for a week. So easily to wind up. Anyway, um so you've already come you're already, you know, you are a man of the championship. So what is it about the championship that you love? What currently? Yeah. Um, burgers at Hartbury are lovely. Um, <laughs> Why is it always about food? Always about cow pie at Doncaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's right. Massive yeah. shout out to cow pie at Doncaster. I think, actually, in the current guise, we're all fighting the same battle together, which is nice. It's probably the first time ever, and certainly the first time in my time in the championship, that we're all singing off the same hymn sheet. Whether we're going to get what, 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 what we want and all those kind of things, I'm probably not the right person at Bedford to be talking about it because... The meetings are going so differently. But what, what do I love about the championship? The championship's just so different, isn't it? It's just it's just community clubs playing against each other where probably one or two clubs have aspirations for, for promotion. We're quite happy. We just we just want to be playing at the highest level that we can be that allows Bedford Blues to be a sustainable club and be here for my grandkids, for Mike's grandkids to watch. That's as simple as that. We lost Jersey. That was horrendous. And we're mm. still feeling the consequences of it. We just want Bedford Blues to be here in 50 years. You know, we are, we are, while we work for Bedford Blues, we are custodians of the club. And it's our job to make sure that when somebody else comes in, there's still a club for them to watch. And, yeah. still be there. and we're, 
it's brilliant at Bedford because we get the highest crowds and we get the best away support and all those kind of things. But there's something about going <laughs> to Ampill and walking through the woods, isn't there? Like there's just something about it. There's something about going to Coldy and having to watch from behind people's heads because the media zone is a bench where people stand in front of it. And yes. I, there's something about there's something weird about it. Like I went with the dragons, I went to places like Claremont and Montpellier, and you get treated like royalty. And when I was at Newport we had press days at Tottenham and Man City and you get five course meals before the game. There's something really weird about walking through a woods at Amptill. <laughs> yes, walking... uh, so for those those of you who don't know, only field is it now called? Is yeah, is one of the fields. weirdest places. And if you haven't been there, I remember you very kindly, you warmed to me in the end, uh, you very kindly met me the first time I went there because if I'd gone on my own, I'd have ended up God knows where because you basically walk past the clubhouse and then you've got three paths, one of which yeah. leads to where the pitch is. And you can't see the pitch because, as you say, you go through a woods. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you've got you've got to go to Amtill, Liz. You will not believe it. It is bonkers. And like because 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 the clubhouse is so far away from the pitch, the team stays out there at half time. We don't even go. Yeah, back. they don't go back to the clubhouse. Oh, how quaint and old fashioned! Oh yes, they just swap ends. Yes, oh, I love oh, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just there's just something pure about the championship, and like, and I, I do worry about that. And they do worry about that tower at Amp Hill because I'm sure there's a cliff, isn't there, behind it? <laughs> so if anyone leans back too far, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be at the bottom of the hill. Oh, no, I think I think it's when you go somewhere and the press bench is literally that a bench that you oh, know yeah. you're at grassroots <laughs> press bench, and they get people to stand in front of you. So either you have to stand and stand up as well, which kind of defeats the object <laughs> of the bench, or you go and sit on the grass further down <laughs> the bank where there's where there's no fans. <laughs> Yeah, there's just yeah. something weirdly that you look that you look forward to when you go there. Yeah, yeah championship grounds are, are are brilliant, and and we, and we are, as you know, because you you are a regular listener, as you said, we are fans of Goldington Road, that You're slope, yeah. magnificent, <laughs> and 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 as you say, it is a community club, and it has some fine old history. We talk about the barn. Oh, there you go. There's my turn. For me oh, your turn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talk about the barn. Um, you know the aptly named barn to save money um but of course bedford has its own barn because it had the original one the scrum bar was originally built so the lads could train indoors yeah and please yeah. don't test me test me when it was built because i know you told me <laughs> But there is a family so it, oh yes it, no it, i think it might be late 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 um 18 1900s 1800s even um 1890 something or other but um it's there is a connection with today's squad because it's jamie elliott's great uncle who built it whoa do, 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 do. yeah yes of stellar state saints esteem as well yes absolutely yes we all look fondly back at the beaver stadium yeah. tribe yes. yes yeah so i'm not surprised you're a fan of the championship yes, yes. so leading on from that what is your favourite rugby ground in in the whole world? Gordon Road. Yeah. Brand loyalty. That's very not Golden other than Goldington Road. Goldington Road. Any, yeah. In the whole world. 
depends if you win or win or lose there. I will always say the principality when Wales beat England is some of the greatest atmospheres you'll ever experience in rugby. Only if you're Welsh. Only the year. <laughs> well, yes, only if you're Welsh. When you lose England at the principality, it is like a pin drops, and it takes you two hours to get a train home, which you don't mind if you've won. But when yeah. you've got to got to queue up for a train and there's English singing behind you, like, yeah, great, yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks, very so much. It's... And, and the roof being closed makes a massive difference. If they close the roof, it's like a cauldron in there. And that year, the the, the thirty six victory when you were going for a grand slam and we end up winning the Six Nations by thumping England was one of the best atmospheres that you will ever experience in rugby, probably because. Yeah, my team, the Dragons, will never get into a European final. Let's be fair. Well, yes, that's yeah, true. That's true. We don't talk Very about true. the Principality Stadium and European and finals. And European do finals, no, we don't. <laughs> we won the first half. It's part of the history. It is. Yeah. So, right. So, so we've got the world. We've got the championship. What's your favourite Premiership ground? I haven't actually been to that maze, but I, I've. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing you want me to say something other than the gardens. No, you can say the gardens. Can no, say no, the gardens. no, 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 no. Can you say the gardens? I really like Brentford, London Irish. Yes. When we, yeah. Mm-hmm. When, yeah. That was a really nice ground. I just, I just like the feel of it, and it probably yeah. helped. It. it was Paddy's weekend as well, which was packed. Yes, it was always yeah. Paddy's weekend when we played. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> strange was, that. Was saying something like 20, 20 points down, come back and won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. That was a that was a real good game, particularly as like I love I love a comeback. Comebacks are the best thing in sport. Like and Bedford have been going through enough of them this season. We almost pulled one off on Saturday as well. But like when you when you sat there, particularly as like a a neutral, but with Saints bias, and you're surrounded by Saints fans who are pretty miserable, and then you see how happy they get, and you're happy for them. Yeah, it's a great yeah. it's a great great feeling. And and I always remember that trip because I, I was meeting my parents after the game and I texted them to go to Brentford and they texted me and said, well, we're outside the ground. I said, well, I can't see you. And they were at a ground that was nine and a half miles away. And in London, <laughs> and in London that takes them about two hours to get to get, get across. And we were driving to Western that night because I was running, I was running a race in Western the next day. So that weekend was like a whole it, it was just a very good weekend so I remember the stadium as part of a weekend trip as well. So where were they then? Were they in Brentwood then? <laughs> I remember they were at a football stadium. Yeah they were somewhere yeah. else because we, we drove you down didn't we yeah yeah to get closer yeah. we were just trying, like, trying to meet you know. A mile away the yes. weirdest media car park that was in a primary school about a mile away. Yes. Oh, the media car yes. park that was about 20... They, they wrote it's 15 minutes from the ground. It's like, what? what? <laughs> if you're a sprinter? Yeah, <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah, no, not good. Not good. So for a photographer, uh, it was a great ground to work out once you were there. But getting there was yeah. a pain in the arse. Yes. Cool. Yeah, yes. So, okay, I have to ask this question. What are you like about being a Sherpa? <laughs> we ask the difficult questions on the ladies' <laughs> question. And as, I, as I've said to you, obviously, everyone knows that I'm a massive runner and I've been predicting what questions. I've been texting Claire and going, oh, I've been out running. I've been predicting what kind of questions. 
going to ask me and what I'm going to say. I was thinking about, you know, right, make sure to get in there. Strategic partnership. Aren't we wonderful for the pathway no. at Litchfield? Aren't we wonderful for the pathway, pathway of George Hendy? Now you've come up with a Sherpa question. And I'm like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and... Um, oh, look, at the moment, being, being a Sherpa, being so involved at Northampton means I get to watch some unbelievable rugby, you know. And like, because uh, I always say this, and and it's very hard to switch off when you work in media. You struggle to watch other rugby because instantly I'm watching Northampton this season, and I'm thinking, right, who would I put up put up for media? What would I say? What would I write it in the match report? What would I do for this? What would I do for yeah. that? And it, it it is hard to switch off, but I do genuinely watch the game and try and actually watch the game because it is quite funny the amount of times like a Bedford game somebody asks me what happened or what that penalty was for I was like I have not got a clue I wasn't watching at the time I was tweeting like <laughs> genuinely, I genuinely watch the game back on a Sunday just so I know what actually happened and then um you know, I probably shouldn't shouldn't reveal this just in case anyone watches it because it's sponsored the man of the match is always sponsored um, but there was a there is a there's a minimal committee that meet after the game to decide yes. who the man of the matches. Of mm. which I sometimes get a say, and normally my boss Gareth will go to me, Ryan. So um, who did you think had a good game? And I'll say, well, I tweeted about this player a lot. I said, no, he didn't have a good good game. And then he'll say something, and I'm like, but I didn't mention him. What, what have I missed? And then I watch the game back, and I'm like, oh yeah, he did have a pretty good game. <laughs> So what I think, so yeah, it, it just opens up so many avenues, doesn't it, to watch some unbelievable rugby this season. And like for me, as a, I'm an outsider, but I feel like an insider as well because I know so many of the players because they've been here at Thornton Road. The coaches yeah. come down and stuff. Like it's amazing how many people actually talk to me at games. Like I find that really weird. But I'm Bedford's media man. I mean, I make it known I'm very much Bedford because you know branded colours every time I go to the gardens, obviously. But the amount of like players that would just come past and say hi or after the game, come and speak to me, because I'm normally stood there waiting for Claire to give me a camera so she can rush to the changing rooms and get the uh, shoe yeah. arm. Yeah, shoe rush arm. to the changing rooms, yeah. <coughs> yeah. And Well, you know, have you not seen next season's you. advertising? Yes. As, Claire, as Claire, will, Claire will tell you, partially she let me sing it all season in the car coming back. <laughs> He got it wrong, and she never once told me the actual world words, and I thought I was singing it correctly all season. No. Oh, okay. I wasn't. I know that was harsh. It was very harsh. I'm very cruel. Yes, yes. So I, I, was texting it. I was in Amsterdam, I think, for a weekend <laughs> in the marathon. Saints had won. I texted her some words to it. <laughs> And they were the wrong words, just as like a well done sentence. I hadn't the heart. She was so up. <laughs> she didn't even tell me. I'm 20 miles in to a marathon. I get a text message in my ear from from, from Tom Litchfield's mum to say keep on keep on going. Saints have won. So I've gone in quickly. Text her, you know, fields of green, green, whatever. Bang, wrong wording. I felt like such an idiot when I actually realised what the So I genuinely thought I was singing it right the whole time. I tried to think what he was singing then. Oh, well, you know. It was the wrong river. There was some. Oh, yes, the river's wrong. My version. Yes. Okay. 
Moving swiftly on. <laughs> it shows how much I love Saints that I join in with the song in the so, car. He does join yeah. in with the song. Yes, yes, yeah. he does join in with the song. Yes. And and the joy of Sherping is that uh, it is really ha- helpful that Tim and Ryan are lap because having so much kit, everyone's seen how much gear I have, and I really do not want to be taking that into the changing room because it would just complete faff. And also, um, just for the uh, listeners, can I just say there is a minute, there's a, we keep between ourselves, but there's a Sherpa race to get round to Clairefeuille, uh, and I've won every race this season. I use different. Well, I should, different, different I should hope so, if you I don't mind me saying that. Women and small children. <laughs> but like, so, so Sherpa one goes like out of the ground and comes back in from a different way, and I'm like, I work out where the crowd is, I go up and come down. And I like shoot past and play players there talking to kids. I'm like, this ain't the way. I need to get that. <laughs> but but I just want it on record. I have won every Sherpa race this year. You I have won every Sherpa race. I thought all those small children were just crying because they haven't got a ball, not because they've been knocked <laughs> into the sands by you. No, no young Saints fans were harmed in the making of the Sherpa race. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, right. <laughs> Excellent. I um, scratched. Uh, sorry, go on. No, I, the, not... any, uh, no, no, you go. You keep going, Mrs. Saunders. Don't let me get in the way. I was going to say, I think you've answered this question, but you can think of something else. Um, what was your favourite sporting memory or experience? Whatever. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, I'll give you two. Um, playing wise, winning the. Uh, winning the Welsh Schools Cup in football in year nine and year eleven at the Principality was quite a special moment. Um, that was that was cool. Um, I wish we'd have won it all three years, but we won't talk about that. That was my last game that I played because I realised I took sport too seriously um, when I was shown a red card and fined fifty quid on my school. But anyway. Um, <laughs> and do you know what? From a from a watching perspective. From from a, from a work perspective, so some slight background. Obviously, I'm from Newport, support Newport in football. So I was at Wembley when they got promoted. That was a great feeling. Got promoted to the football league. That was a great feeling. My dad is a staunch Manchester United supporter, so I've gone to loads of games with him. And I talk about the atmosphere at the Principality. One of my early sporting memories. I went to a Manchester derby with him at Old Trafford probably just at the time that Man City were bought out by the Qataris or Saudis, wherever they're from. Um, so they were just starting to spend money. So this is probably 2007, 2008. And it was like the one derby, where probably the first derby that City went into as favourites. And I remember it specifically. Because my dad, if they lose, is not a nice man to be around of coming home in <laughs> silence for four hours. No radio, no nothing. Because all they wanted to do was... Oh, United, so it's sick in silence, it's like you know, a funeral's going on. Um, and it was the derby, and I remember it because he wanted to leave the ground early, and he never does that. He was nervous. United, United were winning 3 3 2, he was nervous. He said, Shall shall we leave? And I said to him, Dad, I just get the feeling there's gonna be some late drama here, it's gonna be some late drama, we should stay around. And Man City scored to make it three all in the 94th minute. And he turned to me and he was like, Late drama, late drama. <laughs> You said to me, Barbara. I was like, oh, God. I was like, oh, no, this is going to be a nightmare. He's going to hate me forever. And then United wouldn't have scored in the 98th minute. 
Ryan Giggs passed to Michael Owen and smashed it in the far corner. Michael Owen, a big Liverpool player as well, probably fans didn't really like him at the time, is now like a hero and they sing songs about it. But the stadium, I've never heard, I've, I felt like the roof was going to come off. It was unbelievable. So that is one of the memories. And it got me out of jail because I was like, he is going to kill me. Like, I was, <laughs> late, some late drama and they've scored in the 94th minute. And I was just like, flat. Four oh, minutes later, like, Fergie oh, time. Yeah, and it was yeah. Um, Mark Hughes as well, Man City manager. So it was like there was like loads of plot twists to it. But yeah, that 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 for an atmosphere and the journey home was amazing. So I remember that. That's one game that sticks out in my head. But yeah, Newport have played like loads of games and got promoted. I've, I think they've been promoted six 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 times since I've been supporting them. So you know, I've watched their rise from you know Hellenic League to. Uh, <laughs> Because the story is, my dad told me told me when I was younger, you can't support the same team as me, and you can't support their rivals either. So I said, well, it doesn't really give me much options, does it, Dad? Really? How does that work? <laughs> so I said, so I said, well, I'll support whoever the local team is. So he went and got me the Argus, as we've spoken about the Argus before, yeah. and it said um, something like, I've got it in my flat somewhere, but it says something like, Exiles humbled at home, Newport C nil, Dorchester T four go to page 48 of the match report and I was like yeah that's fine I'll support them brilliant <laughs> well done sir how it, how it the rest is history yeah as they say oh excellent so <clears throat> we have to ask this and you don't have to give the Gareth Aldred answer <laughs> all red but yeah. we love you Gareth really um what do you love about Bedford Blues Don't give the Gareth answer. That doesn't give him many, many places to go. <laughs> oh, no, look, you know, Bedford is, like, it's difficult because we're not, like, one of the big boys. We're not one of the one of the big things. But what I love most about Bedford is that we are spoken about so highly by so many people. And genuinely, in the championship, I feel there is a case of players coming down and players in the championship all want to play for Bedford. And that is majoritatively because we get a massive crowd support and away teams love coming to Goldenton Road because of that. But, you know, like, I wouldn't say I was ever in doubt about joining Bedford, but I remember when I was considering coming to Bedford, I'd had the job offer, whatever, and there was a few few other things going on. And I went into the Dragons change room and I thought, nobody's going to know what I mean when I go in and talk about Bedford. And I said to the boys, I was like, look, what do you think? about this going to Bedford and being their media manager and they said it'll be the best thing you, you ever do in your career and I was like how do you know Bedford and they were like yeah but everyone talks talks about Bedford in rugby I was like do they I was like really and they said yeah great club they said the only problem is right you know culture wise you're gonna have to start drinking like if you go to Bedford you're gonna have to start <laughs> and they were like they said they said Brian Brian we here in the squad, we love you and we let you get away with things things with drinking. But you go into bed for blues, you're going to have to drink. I was like, okay, fine, right, write that down. And then we had Hugh, Hugh Taylor was playing for us at the time. His brother, Ed, was here, so that helped. We had Lewis Roblin, who actually did a lot of his media training when I was coming through it through the dragon. So I remember sitting there and going, this is how you answer a question. When they ask it, <laughs> is what you say. 
and basically I will talk to you before the interview and I'll tell you what the bullet points are and you've got to say it when you do the interview. Then he was at Bedford, so I like text him and was like, oh, what do you think about coming to Bedford? He's like, do it. We'll sort it out, come to Bedford. So you know you're at a pretty special club when a lot of people talk about Bedford and then you come to Bedford and you meet so many people that yeah. are engrossed in this rugby club and like it's weird, like it's not a like a minor celebrity thing but you go into pubs and people know you because you work for Bedford Blues like that's how important Bedford Blues is to the community and it probably helps that I put myself in videos and my voice is the only voice you'll hear on Twitter asking all the questions and all that kind of stuff but like genuinely when you work for a club that means so much to the community it's a great feeling because you feel a great power and responsibility that you've got to provide them with all the information that you want, that they want, and you've got to keep them abreast of all the news. And there is a lot of res responsibility on my shoulders, but I'd like to think I do a decent enough job that I'm still here four and a half years later. So that's what I, I love the most. The family feel like on a match day, Claire will attest, I never have a moment's breath because I'm either running around doing media stuff, talking to supporters because they, they want to do something, doing a live Twitter, match report, match card, doing something. I'm in at 9 a.m., leave at, leave at 10 p.m. And generally, it doesn't feel like, like, like work when you come to Bedford. It's like you, like a heartbeat on Saturday. I was talking to some supporters in, in the bar, and I was like, oh, I've got to go and do, do work now. You're like, oh, I, I kind of forgot about that. I remember my first trip to Cornish Pirates. I, I woke up in the morning and went, went down for breakfast, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm missing something here. Oh yeah, Twitter. I got to put out its match day. Oh yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> so engrossed with, with the people around there, you know. And I was with the fans in the same hotel at the time. I was just talking to them, and I was like, "Oh God, I've actually got to do some work now. I better make my way to the ground and beat the beat the players there." But you get so in, so engrossed in it. I think when you well, like you. like <clears throat> to, put, to put in as much as much work as we all do in here at Bedford, there's got to be something that keeps you here. There's got to be something that makes you love it. And yeah, being being the cornerstone of the community is what makes Bedford Blues Bedford. Um, yes. And yeah. 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 I wouldn't. It is I'm, a community club. Absolutely, that. it's a community club, and um, they're a lovely bunch. They're a lovely bunch. At least you might have noticed everybody has been, and we've even had IT support popping. Yeah. Liz yeah. is on her a fresh set of ears. Fresh set of ears. <laughs> don't think it's <laughs> supposed to be bloody brilliant. They're not. They're not. <laughs> The, the ongoing saga of listeners. <laughs> right, shall I? Are you are you ready for question? The next question, or yes, shall I'm, I? I know I'm back in oh, now. You're I'm back in now. In I, I wouldn't yes. like to, you know. You're on the home straight, Sherpa. I'm, look, I'm looking right. forward. I'm looking forward to listening to this back because I missed most of that last answer. So. <laughs> it, was, it was quite <laughs> poignant. Yes, riveting chat. I'm sure. <laughs> so. As watching Saints, as you have been doing, uh, which match have you most enjoyed this season? Um, well, there's, 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 there's two answers because I would say too long for what happened. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to bring it, bring it back to Bedford, but I've always got a Bedford hat, hat on when I'm there. But at too long for Tom Lockett to score to score the winner when yeah, he did so yeah. so much much for Bedford. That was a great story, and it was also the story of it because the week before he was meant to play for us at Colby 
It gets called off because they had a frozen pitch, and we won't go into the fun and games around that. But do I do I think the pitch is frozen? No, I do not. But but to go from that to playing in a European yes. Champions, not even a Challenge Cup game, it's a Champions Cup game against Toulon with yeah. all their history, the Armitage brothers, Wilkinson winning, winning everything that moved in the early naughty, uh, sorry, the, the late noughties. Yeah. To go from that to then scoring the winning try, and then I think even the week later was back was back playing at Bedford with a man of the match performance because he spoke about it in his interview. It's like it's just what a story. Like I'm sure we will talk about the the partnership and how it works um, to end with, I'm guessing. But like that from a Bedford hat on was like I loved it. And then one of the early games, it's going to test me now. What game it was? Maybe even Quinns, but before, but basically the game before George Hendy gets injured. And he had a stormer and was brilliant. And like I was watching that. And it was like it's like a weird proud brother moment. It's like I was watching it and I was like, oh, he's done so well. Like the fans like adore him here at Bedford for what he did. Everyone was always happy when he played. You know, there's a similar feeling around uh, Mr. Pollock at the yes. moment. Yeah. And George was one of George George was the player that got people off their seats here at Goldenton Road. And when when he played in games, like it was like something's going to happen. He might not score the try himself, but I re- remember the Cornish Pirates game. He gets more mentions in it. I mentioned him in two tries specifically, and don't even mention the try scorer. He does everything, <laughs> passes, but passes, passes the ball, and I basically wax lyrical about him. And then I run out of characters between who actually scored, but they do actually have, have the gift of gift of who, of who scored. So it was like, I was weirdly watching that game like a really proud brother. It was like, oh my God, he's doing it on the top stage in a premiership, yeah. in a big battle. I think it was Quinn's on a Friday night, massive crowd. Yeah, it was Quinn's. Yes, and he's Quince. gone and done, and done that. And like, that's unreal. And I love it because it's like, yeah, I mean, he, he, he played for us at Cornish Pirates away. Um, and he was like uh, the jack in the box, and he was the only other person that was actually not asleep on the bus. So I was talking to George for like three, four hours, and he was talking to me about his career in his early days when he had to play for whoever he was playing for in Nat 2, but was playing away at Tyndale and places like this. And he was like, it's like the pathway is the first part, right? I was playing in Tyndale. Now I'm playing for Pirates, uh, playing at Pirates for Bedford, and hopefully next season I'll be with Saints and playing these games. And it was like that game. I was like, his whole journey is now mm. complete. And it was mm. like, yeah, it was a bit like I I got to know George probably the most out of any Saints Saints player we've had because of that bus trip, and we were just talking absolute nonsense for hours. <laughs> That's why um, you fit in in this pod. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but like, but yeah, great fun. And so those 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 are the two games that stick out because, and it gave me free content because I could just share share everything. Be like Bedford. Tick. Yeah. Lovely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the strategic partnership does play a big role yeah. in what you do. And so, for the last question, I think you know, I think you might have noticed that this particular item plays a big part in Saint success. Yeah, I would like to think so. Uh, I mean... I, uh, hold on, I haven't asked the question yet. <laughs> Because as we learned, I mean, I'm not going to spoil Lizzie's story, even the director of rugby. Right, what's your favourite cake? <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> cake plays a big part. 
What is your favourite cake? Do you know what? Can I can I give two answers again? This is this is this is gonna be really 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 boring. Go for it. It's gonna be really really boring. After a run, when you can eat as many calories as you want, there I'm is. Sorry, a... can I just stop you there? I don't even understand <laughs> that concept. After a run, so you know you've got to yeah. stay in, stay in shape in marathon season. Um, but after a marathon, you can eat whatever you want, and I'm sure. Right. A lot of Saints viewers and, well, players I've certainly seen, seen in there. There's a local uh, delicatessen in Bedford called Chibo, um, which has a very strong connection to uh, Northampton. Courtney mm. is in there a lot. Dylan Hartley is as well. A couple of these boys, they go there quite a lot. I think one of the chefs had something to do with being part of the Saints. Yes, yes, yes. They, 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 they do a white chocolate cheesecake and I found out how many calories was in it, and I was like, well, that's my treat after a marathon. That's a treat um, after a marathon. And it is unbelievable, and I would never dare eat it when I'm not running a marathon. So that, but you can't go wrong with a cup of tea and a Victoria sponge on a normal day. Oh, Victoria yep. sponge. Victoria sponge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 very good, very well, good. Yeah, cool. with, with my grandsons there, that's jammy yeah. cake. Jammy cake's jammy cake. Yeah. Yeah, very top, top. Top answer there. Yes. As you've learned probably that with Liz and I that cake is starting to play well no, it's not starting. I mean we have a hooker who's powered by pikelets. Yes. Yeah. And cake mm -hmm. is becoming more and more important. It appears. Yes. Well I mean I think you need to and I think you need to share the story with Ryan, Liz, well, what happened last Thursday. Yes. Yeah, so, show how important this pays, you know. Yeah, so we're at Saints Open Day and um sort of doing stuff with the um supporters club volunteers but took two minutes out to go with the grandsons up to the gym and we were met by douse director of rugby he said, oh hello how are you and i said these are my grandsons and so he said oh that's lovely what's granny what's granny really good at so harry said oh she's really good at giving cuddles yes does she make cake <laughs> what there you go what what do you mean does she yeah, does she make is she good cake? It's a good cake. My favourite's chocolate. <laughs> oh, See? Okay. Strategic partnership. Yeah. Strategic partnership. We yeah. we will we will make a joint branded Bedford Northampton uh, cake to celebrate the title success. Ooh, you heard it here first. We haven't uttered those words yet, but very good. No. Yes. Well, okay. I didn't have yes. to uh, say what. What team was lifting the title there? So you know, we'll leave that. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. You could be both. We're giving ourselves as many options just to make sure it happens. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Indeed. So yes, so cake, Victoria sponge. Yeah, very good, very good. Well, it's been lovely having you on Sherpa Two, Mr. No, Robinson. Thank you. thank you for having um, me. Bedford Communications is in safe hands. Yes. And uh, it, as you everybody heard, I am going to the game. Uh, the wonderful game, uh, uh, Bristol Bears are coming up with the wonderful Rich Lane coming back to Goldington Road on Friday. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, that was the game that replaced the sad demise of um, Jersey Reds. So uh, well done to Bristol Bears for helping. And with, no, and with no Northampton Saints fixture on, and lots of Northampton Saints uh, players likely to be involved, because we've specifically asked for more this week, because I think we're going with a bigger extended squad, this is my cheeky plug to say, go to www.bedfordrugby.co.uk forward slash tickets, 
four pound discount joining us at Northern Road for our final Friday Night Lights game of the season. And Brilliant. you'll have an absolute blast, everybody. Yeah, you um, will. Liz and, I, Liz and I are huge fans of uh, games at Goldington Road. Friday Night oh, Lights. The food. the food there is really good. Yeah. Yeah, food's very good. Little foodie uh, place. Yes. Little foodie place. Yes. Taylor's um, So, absolutely. And uh, you'll find me pitch side, you know, fingers frazzled because I've got to keep the media manager up. Um, <laughs> Great bloke, I do. Great bloke, great bloke. Quite hard work, but great bloke. Um, and uh, <laughs> no, but everybody, you do get down to Geldington Road if you want to fix a rugby this weekend. Yeah. It's a quiet week. Um, and the best thing is you can go to Goldington Road on Friday, have Saturday to do your jobs, and then you've got Love for Lightning on Sunday. There you go. It gets even better. Anyway, Mr. Robinson, we'll let you escape back into yes. the world of the championship. Thank you ever so much for coming on the yeah, pod. Thank you, Ryan. And no, we'll see you You are soon. an absolute superstar. And we'll see you at the garden soon. Because I imagine you will you be popping into the gardens at some point? Will you be joining us? I think Saracens is the next day. <laughs> oh, Saracens. Saracens. Okay. Ooh. okay. Because I realise, actually, that, yeah, um, I think Bath is your next home, home game that doesn't clash with Bedford game. We've got a Pat Tapley testimonial evening, so I think I'm ah. here at Gold Conference. So I think Saracens is the next game. We've done bath at home. We've done bath at home. Uh, friendly? <laughs> no, Bristol. Oh, uh, sale Sharks. Sale Sharks, the friendly. Yes. Oh. Sorry, Sale. You're Mr. Friendly because you're you're looking after Mr. Tapley. Well, that's yes. very good. That's very good. But Saracens, yeah. any thing. Big game. Anyway, we'll let. We'll let you escape. We'll let you escape. So thank you for coming on the pod. Thank you for having me. See you, Ryan. Back in the room, having got rid of Mr Robinson. What a lovely young man he is, though. Really, really entertaining. I say I will look forward to hearing some of that back because my ears went wrong partway through, so that'll be be fun. But it was uh, highly entertaining. So now, Mrs Jones, on to the stuff we like to talk about or don't in one particular case. Let's start with the Calcutta Cup. First of all, big shout out and congratulations to Elliot Miller Mills, who, yep, came on, did his stuff, and you were, well, I know you have a very soft spot for Elliot, and you were incensed earlier, weren't you? I was, I was, um, and we're not going to go straight to Media Corner, but I'm just going to say Rugby Union Daily, pundits, in your preview, Elliot did our front row, and by ours I mean England's front row, like a kipper. He did his he did his thing that surprised everybody at the gardens against Cambridge earlier in the season, where he sees the ball at a ruck and goes, "Oh, all right, then I'll have that," and then off he trots and won and won a penalty. Yeah, it's so unexpected, but it's brilliant, and he's very Elliot Miller Mills, and so well done. You know, to make your debut at thirty one. And, yeah, he's got a Calcutta Cup to his name now. So, yeah. well done. And yeah. I understand lots of his family were there, which is just blooming brilliant that um, he's, uh, he, you know, he's made his debut and now he's, he's he's won a Calcutta Cup. So, well done, Elliot. And, actually, we, we just want to give group hugs to yeah. all the Saints lads at Murrayfield because yes. we've got a glimpse of how good they are. Yes. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we just we, we, nobody has a clue what Mr. Borthwick is thinking. I think in that it's the long and short of it. But you know, lovely to see George take that try, and um, 
poor old Finn kind of chuck you in at the, the foot of this mountain to climb because you have every chance of doing it. But I have it on good authority. The lads are in fine form after the game. So well done. Well done, boys. And not long till you're back home, back where you belong. Yes. Back yeah. where you belong. As Dr. Jones's won't to say, bring them home. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Talking of, so, talking of the, those who are home, I bumped into Mitch at the, uh, just before the open day on Thursday. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's not as bad as anticipated. So that's... Uh, Excellent. Don't, so we'll you have don't it. need to bounce on your leg to show me, though. No, Mitch, stop it. <laughs> God. Blimey. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the England under 20s, on the other hand. On the, on the plus point. Whoa. Look at that. What? What? Mm. Yeah. And uh, as a super team and. and Four Saints doing incredibly well there. Craig Wright, yeah. I don't know if he needs to be powered by five clicks, whether that might cause a bit of hooker hysteria. (laughs) I think he's doing quite well without him. I hate to say it. As I say, oh, there goes your phone again. Uh, The engine on... Special message from Mrs. Saunders. Um, the engine on that lad is something to behold. And I, as I said to you earlier, I think he was after the player of the match. And I yeah. think he had it until that unfortunate injury in the second half because, yeah, yeah I thought he was on fire on Friday. And his try, which was he mm. was assisted by Archie and Henry. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. True Lovely stage try. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. I could only see the highlights because we were at dinner when it was on the tellies, but I only managed to catch the highlights. Well, we were uh, doing the stereo thing with Loughborough. Uh, More of that uh, in a minute. Yes. So I, yeah. I had the under-20s on the iPad and I had Loughborough on the on the big I TV. Drinking, I was drinking a rather nice Rioja at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the Warner's Raspberry Gin. There oh, you go. very nice. Very mm. nice. Yeah. Mm. So, right. So, so well, well, well done, England and twenties. They are unbeaten. And unbeaten and ahead of Ireland, which is the key thing because oh. the Irish they want yeah. So they did really, really well, and um, yeah, it's 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 an absolute belting um, competition. Some really, yeah. really good teams um, battling battling their way. So the, I think the next game against Ireland is going to be <laughs> yeah crucial, absolutely critical. Congratulations to Italy under twenties. Oh, yes. Who beat, beat France? So uh, yes, and the grown-ups nearly did the same thing. Um, oh, lot was... of discussion about that because obviously missed that one as well um, because we were halfway up a mountain on our way to see stars. So, um, but yeah, was that Christoph Ridley who was refing that? It was. Yes, it was. <sighs> Yes, yes, I mean, the question is, uh, once the ball had fallen off the tee and the French had encroached, should he have been allowed to take it again? But in the emotion of the moment, uh, yeah. yeah, it was a it, it was a difficult one. But yeah. um, and, and they should have won it. They absolutely should have won it. The French are in a very strange place. They're playing some strange rugby in a strange way. Yeah. Um, well, well, in actual fact, that bodes well for... <laughs> Red Tech Champions Cup because there's some weirdness going on. Um, yeah, yeah. They, so they, it's going to this time last year, they were like, "Oh, riding high, home World Cup. They're going to do so yeah. well." Yada yada yada. To say that the the wheels have, have you been betting on the French much? 
<laughs> say that the wheels have come up. Oh, and we're done. Yeah. Yeah. He says no. <laughs> Not convinced. No. Um, yeah, so I, I thought Christopher Isley actually handled the game very well. Um, the, the roof at Lille was closed. What Muppet? In fact, Nick Heath and I exchanged... X messages. Yes, I saw that. What Muppet sets off fireworks in a stadium with the roof closed? Yeah. I mean, seriously? I mean, I hate the blessed things when it's outdoors and there's a stiff breeze, but oh, I mean, just ridiculous. Anyway, yes. Um, (sighs) Meanwhile, Loughborough, the the first thing to say about Loughborough is it was fantastic to see Emily Scarrett out there. Running yes. on the grass. I mean, yeah. and her first touch was just sublime. I mean, it was just like, you know, a Rolls Royce looks amazing. Yeah. Um, so it's brilliant to see her back. And Fantastic the team do need her. Yeah. It, it'll take a little while for things to, to grow, but you could see that that team, you know, is developing. Bristol have had a bit of an in and out season. They're either brilliant or awful, um, but they had a very good, solid game. Um, but I, you know, although they won comfortably in the end, I actually saw. You could see where Nathan Smith wants to take that um, Loughborough yeah. team, yeah. yeah. And uh, and I learn Catherine Treader, yes, is Alaskan. Alaskan. She's from Alaska. She's an American international from Alaska. So there is there's a wow. story to there is a story. Oh, yeah. So the first Alaskan, I think, to play. For the Saints family, I don't think I, I know of an Alaskan who's played for us no, before. No, don't, Do, think so. don't you just love the Saints badge on their on their shirt? Doesn't yes. it look good? Yeah, yeah. it look good. Yeah, yeah. A little glow when I saw that on Skaz's shirt on uh, oh, that, on Friday. Yeah, it's really um, it's coming together sort of organically now, isn't mm. it? Which I think is really good, rather than being shoved together which was the danger I think everybody was very wary of that and now it's moving together organically which is only a good thing I think yes yeah absolutely and it's and I'm really looking forward to the match uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about a bit on um, uh, Sunday yes Yes. so um, so absolutely uh, well battled and um, well played Skaz lovely to have you back uh, I think uh, Sherpa 2 kind of gave uh, the story of Hartbury and Brist- uh, Bristol. No, not Bristol. Bedford Blues, even. Yes. Um, oh, they were blooming close um, oh. to coming back. Tough Jake Gartside scored a very, very nice try. Oh, it's a t- could I just say about oh. Jake Gartside? I saw him at the open day. He walked past me. And for those who are asking, he is quite a lot taller than me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would have said that. Yes. <laughs> Just, just for good measure. And he wasn't tiptoeing. He, he only looks that small on the pitch because the people around him are so big. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and he wasn't tiptoeing either. No. Um, okay. No. So he, he, was, absolute... he was probably wondering what this weird woman was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, almost blooming close. It must have been an cr- absolute cracking game to watch. Um, but, yeah. It's a tough old place to go. And, Certainly is. Uh, yeah, so I think the Blues will look forward to coming 
uh, back to Goldington Road to have a friendly against the Bristol Bears, which I'm really looking forward to. It should be excellent. Like, yeah, really good So fun. seeing the likes of uh, Rich Lane and Rich Lane's mum. Oh. Yes. Who's a lovely lady. Aren't the mums always are? Oh, um, it's all about the parents. All about it's the all parents. about the parents. And then yesterday we had a slightly strange match, uh, which is on YouTube for those of you uh, who want to go and have a look at it because it's still there. Oh, yes. England A were at uh, Welford Road uh, playing Portugal. But the way the fixture works, a number of the Portuguese players are playing in leagues around Europe, so couldn't actually be released. <laughs> From their clubs to play for Portugal. I don't know the RAF, uh, RAF, no, the RFU even. The RAF um, will probably do it better, <laughs> to be honest. Instead of the RFU, manage it, for God's sake. Anyway, either way. Oh, well, maybe it was the Portuguese for guessing that they've got players who play at clubs. I don't know, but it was a bit weird. Anyway, <clears throat> England Day, and uh, there were some lovely touches. There were some absolutely lovely touches. Um, and one or two lads, uh, I think Harry Randall had a great game. Um, and, of course, the lovely Tom Pierce yes. was just, yes, rampaging around the place. Um, so, yeah, it was great to see Tom enjoying himself out on the rugby field again because he must be blooming frustrated at the minute. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, he won, and he actually even referred to it, he won Man of the Match, despite Caden Murphy getting a hat-trick. Anyway, but he was, he was outstanding and um, fair dues, and, and my favourite phrase. His try rounded off uh, a weekend that uh, added to the rest of the Six Nations that a Saints player has scored for England in every um, under-20s and senior men's and England A game. Yeah. So, because we yeah. forgot to mention Sergeant Wilson scoring that try. Oh, um, Sergeant Wilson. Yeah. You even texted me to say Sergeant Wilson. Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Sergeant so, Wilson. That's excellent. Herbs to those of you who have not listened all the way through. And why not? And why not? <laughs> yes, yes. He's so polite. And so I polite. noticed that he was deep in discussion with Finn when they came off the field at the end. So, mm. yeah, they know. Yeah. They know. Uh, wheelchair rugby, my goodness me. <coughs> um, they were in the Midland Development League, they were in Coventry and oh, yes. um, played three games against uh, Norfolk Knights, Tigers Swifts. There's an old name, but that's basically the Wanderers, the Tigers. Oh, I see. And uh, Coventry Stampede. And they won them all. Brilliant. I mean, brilliant. brilliant. And particularly brilliant, as we had a very, very special young man playing for us. I'm going to try and get his name right because it's a. I must. It's Tristan Natras, who at oh. 14 must be the youngest player ever to play for Northampton Saints. Um, yeah. Until recently, Tristan was playing 15 man rugby. He was in the DPP, and uh, I mean, you can read his story. But he, they believe he had a spinal stroke oh my goodness me yeah and he's clearly a lad who loves his sports because a few weeks later he decided he wanted to play wheelchair rugby wow wow and he made and he made his debut for northampton saints so congratulations <laughs> yes. Tristan. uh you've made us proud and um it could be apparently it could be in a in a few years time he's back playing uh first 15 oh. rugby again 
but we know he's pretty blooming good at wheelchair rugby. So, well, you know, fair so dues. More, more Keep going, young to, man. More power to your elbow, young man. More power to, to, yeah, to those elbows and wheels, because I'm sure Mr Gutteridge will be uh, coaching you, along with Jamie and uh, and the guys. So, well yeah. done. And uh, Captain Jerry McCrory and co-captain Reese Walden, well done, lads, um, because it's a very young team. And it's still learning, and to to play so well against some pretty competitive teams, uh, yeah. that is, I'm, I'm I'm right proud of them. I am. I'm right proud of them. Now, talking of being right proud, toast to under nines. Um, I'm not sure what they've been doing, to be honest, because uh, <laughs> you've lost concentration. I've lost concentration <laughs> because I've I've come on holiday, and Harry wasn't speaking to me because I'd come on holiday. So, oh, um, bit of controversy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they only had training the week before last, so probably because it's been half term, I would expect it's the same. But yeah, still loving it, still absolutely loving Brilliant. it. Brilliant. Well, they, but I was going to say, in other news, they came along to the open day and had an absolute ball. Absolute, apart from, we did had a very wobbly lower lip when um, couldn't get to see Courtney because the queue was too long. So they they stalked him through the car park and. Got, <laughs> And got his uh, signature. Man. So, yeah, poor man. No escape. Um, and got his signature. Thank goodness. Because I think Harry actually is some sort of, I don't know, seer. Because I said, well, perhaps you can get it next year. He, he won't be here next year. Well, you obviously know more than me. But yeah. So, um, but they did. They got that. And they, they had a, a real ball and loved loved it again. So, excellent. Despite so congratulations the rain, to Congratulations to everybody at the Saints because God, it has that wet. plan B. I mean, given that their first plan was something like 2,000 supporters and they doubled it, it, doubled um, it. to deal yeah. with all that weather. And yeah. from what I heard, most everybody had, of course, there were queues when you've got 4,000 people, they're going to be yeah, the odd queue. Bound to be, yeah. Yeah. Um, but well done, everybody. There was much planning. I, when I was at training last week, there was much discussion over what Kev the kit man was, and he was trying to work out his throughput. How many people he had to uh, tell about what was going on? But he looked like, I mean, from the photographs, he looked like holding court quite happily. Hollywood was, you know, on his on his on his great best. So um... yes, yeah, <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was. I mean, the players were amazing, really, because they were coming out of training, sort of gone twelve thirty, just quarter to one, turn around and be in place and talking to people for from one till four was it's tiring. Yeah. They did really yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, because they would have had a, those young men. Yeah, yeah, they would have had a full training session, and yeah. uh, they weren't—they're not mucking about because they're building up to coming back in the Premiership. So, um, yeah, congratulations yeah, so. to everybody. There was a lot of thought put into that. I love the maps yeah. that they do. Oh, they were—they were really good. They're—they're yeah. they're really, really good. Um, so, yeah, so well done to everybody. It's, and and um, it was what was really good as well. We had the supporters club volunteers um the club i saw Aston your high vis very good yeah, yeah. We were in our and that worked really well so we're hoping that's the start of quite a good partnership of getting volunteers from the supporters club membership to work with the club so that's another reason for joining the supporters club first chance for volunteering opportunities because it will include things like uh concerts in the summer and stuff so you know if yeah, yeah excellent get good to stuff. see the concerts and Brilliant. Brilliant. Right. Brilliant. So we have to talk about the departure of ah, we do. the big bloke. We do. Yeah. Big yeah, Finally. Is... Finally, we were put out by misery. Mm -hmm. And um, 
Yeah, I thought I thought it was handled with with uh, real good grace on all sides. Actually, I thought Courtney spoke very well about you know the club did all they could, but basically it's what Reeve of Offord is going to set him up for life. So yeah. why wouldn't you, yeah. why wouldn't you go? Um, so sorry, you get a new beat now. Incoming, <laughs> sorry, uh, so popular. So yeah, and I, I liked I liked the letter he wrote to um, to the brief supporters as well. It was um, in yeah. his best O level French. Yes. <laughs> oh, so I'm dating myself. You GCSE are. GCSE French. Yes. Yeah, I would have done GCSE French. But no, I, I just think fair play to him, and and let's enjoy him for the rest of the season, and hope hope he achieves what he wants to achieve with us. So yeah, good. And, uh, yeah. Always welcome back, of course. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. the last, and and um, the last, the end yes. of an era. End of the era for uh, you. Yes. So uh, Courtney was in that two thousand seven eight team. My first season as Saints Tog. Uh, he made his debut in October two thousand seven against Isha Rugby. <laughs> they probably had. They wonder why they got so many tweets this week. Um, <laughs> Because the big man made his debut at 18 uh, against you. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a bit weird, him not being about the place. Um, I did actually put on the friend's WhatsApp, who, and I, I can't lay claim to this, Lizzie Tyler. Ah. Liz, no, Liz Tyler. Lizzie Goodchild. Oh, get it right. Yeah, yeah. Liz Tyler told me this. Who is the next name on the list of players in the player numbers list after Courtney? Oh. It's a great question. It's one of those pub questions that, you know. 2007. Mm. And you know him. And you see him regularly. Dowson. No. Uh, no, 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 too soon. Too, too soon, soon, too soon. Um, too soon, too soon. Should I put you, put you out your misery? Yeah, go on. Paul Shields. Oh, good grief. Mm. It shows how long ago it is. Yeah. Well, I know. I mean, I, I'd seen Courtney as Waterboy for East Midlands under 16, so uh, mm. and then watched him progress. As we were saying earlier, you know, to be just coming in as all arms and legs like a like a colt didn't know didn't know where the ends of his arms and legs were almost did he and it yeah. was and yeah. and and to become the refined and elegant player that he is now is just <laughs> your turn these road gears these road gears they've gone they've gone they've gone yes so uh yes so courtney understand fully why you're heading off my friend yeah and uh yeah Good luck to you. But we've got you for the next few weeks. So yes. it's going to be yeah. fun. And I think that all of the, the ones who are heading to France that we know of so far um, are <laughs> committed to, mm. to and will always be committed to Saints, I think, even though they, yeah. you know, may go for change of scenery or whatever. And it's not Saints that have driven them away. I think without no. exception, it's not Saints. Yeah. Uh, people leave Saints well these days, which is yeah. which is great. Really good. Which is really really yeah. good, because um, that's what you want. Uh, Media Watch. Well, the less said, the better. Seriously, guys. I mean, it's getting boring now. Um, and uh, yeah, I just <laughs> you just want something different. You 
um, the quality of punditry is decidedly mm, yeah. yeah, It's predictable. It's yeah. really predictable. And uh, maybe we need some new voice. Although I did like it. Apparently on S4C, uh, Sarah Elgin asked her husband if she remembered if he remembered his black socks for the dinner that night. Now that's the sort of quality of punditry <laughs> that, that's that what, you want. Yeah. That's, that's what, what we want. Yeah. That's what we want. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it is. It's becoming formulaic, actually. It's yeah. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. It's yeah. They're reaching out, trying to guess what I mean. What's what's? I mean, partly because I think don't think they know what the hell's going on. Um, with England, um, but yeah, it's no, it's getting tedious. It really is getting tedious now. But anyway, hopefully we'll have club rugby back soon, and we can, you know, seriously get into them. Uh, we talked about the open day. We did, well yeah. yeah. Uh, walking rugby happened that night, didn't it? It did. It did. It was all very full on for some of us, I tell you. And then, uh, and then my my calf injury that I thought was better, it wasn't. So, um, that, Sorry, I shouldn't uh, laugh. Ow. So I'm, you know, I'm a bit like Big T. You know, he had that calf injury. That's that is where it's, it starts and ends, really. Me being like Big T, we both had calf injuries. Um, Bless. But yeah. but yeah, so I'm thinking, thinking now, having rested it for several weeks and that didn't do it, I may have to go and be physioed. I suspect now. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes, my Achilles is due for its yeah. next. Uh, going over so but soon. but we had fun other than that we did you know it was good for a laugh and well it and all looked like everyone was having a good time it so, is well, it is so much fun and and, and we need to talk to the i think we've said that potentially yeah, we're, going we're going to talk, going, we want to, talk, talk to, to the community, community guys, guys. um they're, they're a great bunch but it is anybody who's at loose end at uh six o'clock on a thursday just for an hour come along and it is it is tremendous fun we, we have a right laugh it's we do take it seriously as well. I mean, it's you know not taken lightly. Some some of us take it more seriously than others, but uh, so for so, some yeah. reason, my husband yesterday wore his Strava device while he was doing walking rugby oh. in, in Histon. Yeah, and so I got an emergency message that he'd had a collision. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I'm okay. I was just wearing it during walking rugby. Yes, I'm not on the bike. <laughs> What's going That's on? Brilliant. Yes. <clears throat> he didn't injure anybody this week. That's the good news. Um, and so, again, we've got a busy weekend ahead, haven't we? I mean, it's a fallow week yes. for the under-20s and the England, yeah. the Six Nations stuff. Um, and uh, it's obviously the Premiership is still, therefore, not happening. Um but Bedford should have been playing, as I said earlier, J- Jersey Red. So I'm off to Goldington Road. Lovely. Uh, Friday night. see Friday night light. And then I get to go. Uh, will you be joining us? On Friday? Oh, no, you're coming home from Friday Heights, night. No, won't, won't make it Friday night. Um, and then on Sunday, we've got Love for a Lightning at the gardens. At, at the gardens. Again, more bears. More, more Bristol bears. And actually, no. no. Is it Bristol bears? Have I, no, I've got no. no I've gone that's both. wrong. So, that's back, wrong. You know. I've got yeah. it's sail sharks, I think. Sail sharks. It's, it's, I sharks. Say, that's too many bears, and and I'm still really taking touch about Bristol being bears anyway. When we should be the best, because we've the ones that had bears. Right, yeah. uh, yes, yes, bears. Mm. You need to talk about bears. We've yes. talked about bears. We've done bears. 
we've yeah. done bears. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're starting to get back into the swing of things. I actually yeah. announced, and I'm surprised that Sherpa 2 didn't have me for that one, um, I actually announced that the Army game is on the 8th of March. It's total nonsense. Army versus Bedford, or Bedford versus the Army, because it is a Goldington Road. I think he's on the 28th of March. I was only 20 days out. Oh, yes. <laughs> Not far out. It's at the end it? of the... It's at the end of the month. It's the, it's the night before the Saracens game. Right, it's the 28th. It's Thursday, Yeah, then? Yeah. It's a Thursday, yeah. And it's the build-up, obviously, yeah. for the Army and Navy game yeah. for the Army. Um, and then we play Saracens on the Friday, on the Good Friday game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, I got that hopelessly wrong. Something's going to change. <laughs> Yeah, Something's well, going to change. Uh, so there you go. Just proving you're human, really. You know, you can't be right all the time. Oh, I rarely am right. I rarely <laughs> am right. <laughs> um, but it is a bit strange not having club rugby, isn't it? But, it is you know. weird. I was talking to somebody and saying, you know, it's, it's almost like the summer, but without the weather, mm. you know, and you're just thinking, mm. oh, I just want to be back now. This isn't right. It's too long. And yes. yes. But it is the right thing to do because Absolutely. it was bonk bonkers. Now I don't think it'd be. I wouldn't be surprised if there are more uh, games as part of the Premiership Rugby Cup are played in the gap next yes. year yeah. because we had that long run-in, if you remember, because, because of, of the, the World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah. So I think it'd yeah. be interesting to see how they spread the games between the Autumn Internationals gap and the yeah. uh, Six Nations gaps. So I don't think it'll quite work. Um, we'll go back to how it used to be, where you had the final. Literally the day after the last match yes. of the Six Nations. I bet you that's yeah. the sort of thing that we'll get back yeah. to. Um, so I think this season is a bit of an aberration because of the World Cup. Yeah. And then it's I don't weird. think it'll feel I don't think it'll feel quite so strange. Um but we've got a number of lads who are coming back well on form, particularly out of the uh of the under twenties, and uh, and a number of lads who uh will have trained but won't have played. Um you know, so it'll There'll be a few people, you know, kicking their heels because, you know, Alex Coles wasn't involved in the squad um, on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Fremo is the only one who's, you know, who, who might have to have his minutes managed. But everybody else, I think, yeah, will just be pretty, raring yeah. to go. And with the news that, you know, the uh, bouncing Alex Mitchell might be back. Bouncing Alex uh, Mitchell. <laughs> well, it's going to be a very short, sharp sprint to the end, isn't it? Tis, I mean, we've got a tis. lot of big matches really really quickly so um yeah it's gonna be great but first yeah. goldington road goldington and, road on friday yeah yes and safe journey home mrs saunders thank you very much thank you thank you for coming across across the airwaves to sunny well, indeed. Tenerife. And indeed. Uh... And, and um when does the cake production line get going because you've got new orders what with <laughs> carrot cake for radders and Next. chocolate cake for douse and yeah. more pikelets. I mean, he's bound to want more pikelets. Yeah. Well, he got. I did get. He did get pikelets the open day. So. Oh, he did. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 yeah oh, that's good. So he's definitely powered by pikelets. Powered oh, by good. pikelets. Well, I thought I just needed tidying over till. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to deliver all these orders for cakes. Anyway. Well, you know, our title could depend on it. You, we, we rely that's on very you true, now. Actually. That's very yeah, true, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the fact we no promise, promise to pay people in cakes is the worry. Yes, you see, so. yeah, if you win. Well, I suppose yes. I might have to get going when I get back, I guess. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, that was episode 16 of the Ladies What Pod. Thank you again to Ryan Robinson. Yes, and thank you. Thank you, everyone who's sat and listened to this talk. Again. And if you've taken us to the gym, marvellous. Marvellous. No wonder your injury is suffering because you go to the gym so often. It's a gym. Going too hard on the cross trainer. That's affecting my legs, obviously. Do subscribe to us. Yeah, do yes, listen to us. Do share the word. We're we're really grateful for everyone who listens. Um, you're absolute superstars for sticking with us. And um, that was the lady. Lady. Pod. Episode sixteen. <laughs>